Even though some restaurants have reopened their doors and are now offering more competitive wages to their workers, the past year has been incredibly difficult for restaurant owners. They still face many challenges, some because of the pandemic and others not. ABC's Mark Remillard takes a look at an industry in the midst of a reset. Sherry, March 2020 upended everyone's life. Coronavirus reaching U.S. shores sent the economy in a tailspin, and local governments quickly took action to try and slow the spread, including shutting down indoor dining in many places. The thing I remember most about those early months and and weeks um, was, like, the word grief comes to mind a lot. This is Sava Farah. She's the founder and owner of the Poolpo Group in Ann Arbor, Michigan. She says when COVID hit, she was forced to close the doors of her three restaurants. Uh, We were running three wildly successful concepts. We had to lay off over 200 employees that we called family. At the time, no one knew if it'd be weeks, months, or years before they could reopen. Some places would never reopen. All across the country, restaurant owners were faced with an uncertain future. Many relied on to-go orders and outdoor dining to stay afloat. But for many restaurants, that was never going to cut it. About 100,000 restaurants closed as a result of the pandemic since about March 20th. 2020. Micheline Maynard is an author and columnist for the Washington Post who writes about business and culture. For the hospitality industry at large, things started to look up in December 2020 as the federal government approved the first two COVID-19 vaccines. And by February of this year, cases started dropping. Mask mandates were being lifted, businesses were reopening, and restaurants were once again able to offer indoor dining. But instead of a triumphant return, restaurant owners found themselves facing new challenges. COVID had upset supply chains, making it difficult to acquire ingredients. Workers that returned needed to be retrained. But perhaps the biggest challenge has been the workers that didn't come back. They are about a million positions short. So if you look at who is working in restaurants in 2019 versus today, there's about a million people who have disappeared. So where did all the workers go? Well, the issue, like virtually everything these days, has become political. Conservatives argue the vast amounts of money that have been offered as part of federal assistance packages took the incentive away from people going back to work. Sava Farah says she believes that's been a factor. We're overpaying a lot of people to stay home. For Carissa Velasquez, who works at a cafe and a brewery in the Los Angeles area, she says it really depended on who you are. Working at a brewery, I work with a lot of younger people that don't have like kids to worry about or don't have like big financial responsibilities to worry about. And then there were other people that I've known. They said that the unemployment wasn't cutting it. Those enhanced unemployment benefits won't be around forever, of course. More than half the states in the union have already ended those benefits. And in late August, the Biden administration committed to ending the program altogether. So while Republicans say it's a lack of incentive, Democrats say, well, if you just paid people better, they'd want to work. So you get a very low wage, you know, as much as $5 less than the minimum wage, and then your tips are supposed to bump you up to minimum or above. Well, a lot of people were not getting enough hours to even get to minimum wage versus the higher, you know, higher bonuses above that. Micheline Maynard says there are no doubt some who left the restaurant industry due to the pandemic and found jobs elsewhere with higher pay and naturally didn't come back. When they went around looking for other places to work, they could make $15 an hour, $20 an hour. But higher pay isn't everything. Sava says there needs to be higher wages, but that's still not enough. I have so many guests that tell me every day, oh, you don't have enough staff? Can't you just pay them enough? Our staff is making 
anywhere between 20 and $40 an hour. So if it's not a matter of pay necessarily, then what's the problem? Micheline and Sava say it's an industry problem. Working in a restaurant is hard work to begin with, and now with a shortage of labor, workers are having to pick up the slack. They're also dealing with COVID-specific challenges outside of their control. Now the servers are tasked with reminding people that they have to have a mask on. And one of the things that's going on with food is that the supply chain has been interrupted for a number of these restaurants. They can't get the ingredients that they used to get, so they have to take stuff off the menus. And the person who hears the complaints about that is the server. It's not much better in the kitchen either. High stress, high temperatures, and a rigid hierarchy make for a challenging work environment. So what can be done to help the industry? Saba says it was overcrowded before the pandemic ever exposed the fault lines. And she says it's past time for a shakeup, even if that means doors have to close. I don't think that's a very bad thing. I know at least one of my restaurants is closed, and I think it was a value add for, 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 the, for the businesses because I think there's just way too much competition in the marketplace currently and it causes all the restaurants around to have to lower their prices and when you lower your prices you lower your pay rates you lower your profit margins you lower the caliber of the restaurant micheline maynard says perhaps it's time legislators got involved especially if more federal money ends up going to restaurants it's time i covered the auto bailout and when general motors and chrysler asked congress for billions of dollars in help Basically, Congress and then the Obama and Bush administration said there are going to be some strings attached. You can't just take our money and operate your companies the way you did from 1900 onward. And so what I'm saying is that restaurants need that same kind of examination. And as for everyone else, those of us who get to enjoy the meals and spend the time with family and friends at restaurants, Carissa Velasquez asks in this difficult time for the industry. Be patient. Your beer will come. (laughs) Honestly, just be patient. Mark Remillard, ABC News.